0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for today is from Hebrews, the 11th chapter. As it is, they desire a better country, that's a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Dear friends of Christ, it's Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the faith chapter. um, Because in it you've got a whole bunch of stories, examples of heroes of the faith of the Bible. Now these heroes... The heroes of the faith are are Abel and Enoch and Abraham and Moses and Noah and and Jacob and Joseph and Isaac and and all these people. Uh, And as we read their stories, they lived believing. They trusted God. And they believed the promises of God even though they were never able to see the promises of God fulfilled. That's what people of faith do. We believe in things we don't have. We believe we're going to go to a heaven that we can't see. We believe that there is an eternal life, a a new heaven and a new earth that's coming our way. We believe that. Can't see it. Can't prove it. They believe things they cannot see. Our text summarizes, Now faith is the assurance of things that are hoped for. Faith is the convictions of things that can't be seen. Now Jesus himself said, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is just a tiny little seed, you can move a mountain. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll do it. Nothing is impossible for you by faith. Faith can do powerful things. Oh, you of little faith. Our text summarizes those type of things. And it tells us that mankind has little faith. And Jesus told his disciples over and over again, Oh, you of little faith. We are not faith giants, but we are faith people. And we do believe like the heroes of faith. And that's our theme, the heroes of the faith. Abram's faith is mentioned more than any other, so I guess instead of going through all the examples of faith, which would be good in and of itself, let's just focus on Abraham for a little bit. Because God gave Abraham, promised Abraham, things that Abraham had not yet received. Again, the fact that he could not, in fact, Abraham believed the things that he could not see, More, those things that he could not see were more real to Abraham than the things that he could see. Is that the way it is for you? You've got an eternal home. Is that eternal home more real to you? than the house you walk into every day? It had better be, because that house you walk into every day is not going to last forever, is it? You guys don't even have a house to walk into. What are you going to do when that house is gone and you're dead? Is there an eternal home? And is that eternal home more real to you than the house in which you live? People who live by faith live that way. It's the way Abraham lived. The promises were more real than reality. Because faith believed that. We can see the earthly things, we can touch the earthly things, but the things that are eternal are the things that I can't see, the things that I can't touch. The promises that God makes are going to be fulfilled. And we believe those promises. It's called faith. We have examples of faith in the life of Abraham. He looked up at the night sky, and God said, look up at the night. What do you see? He says, bunch of stars. Yeah, you can't count those things. There are trillions of stars. Trillions and trillions of stars. You can't count them. And God knew that. He says, by faith we know that the world and the stars, in fact, all things were made at God's command, and that they were all made from things that can't be seen. Everything that you can see was made by God who we can't see. And we believe that as Christians. i never, Abraham never got to see God make even a single star. You haven't been able to see God make a single star either. Wouldn't that be incredible though? Just to see him make one? How spectacular that would be. But we weren't there. We didn't see it. Nobody did. We weren't there to witness any of the making of God's creation. And yet you believe, don't you? We say the same thing, we believe. That God made the world in six days because, as Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God tells us that He created all matter in a moment's time, just by the speaking of a word, He created the universe. You know what the universe means? You ever broke that word down? Universe, think about it. Uni is what? One. Verse is a sentence. So the universe is one sentence. And God said. And we believe that, right? The universe created at God's command. The word itself tells us what God has declared, and Abraham believed all that. Right? We believe that by faith. We believe the things that God said. Our text says Abraham believed when God told him to leave home and go to far away to another country, to another land that He promised to give him. Abraham obeyed, and he went away, not even knowing where he was going. That call was so powerful. That call from God was so powerful. It changed Abraham's life. It changed how Abraham thought, how he lived. He packed his bags, he left his family in Haran, and he went to the land of Canaan, the promised land. To a land that he didn't even know where he was going. And he, he, he packed up his things, and on his way, he waited for directions from the Lord. What do you want me to do now? I'm in this foreign country, now what do I do? Now where do I go? Living by faith. And give Abraham credit, because he went Abraham was confident that God had something planned. Abraham was confident that God knows what he's doing, that, that there was something special that was happening. And that whatever he was doing, it was important, and it would be, because that would be the land, the holy land. That would be the promised land of God's people, the land from which the Savior would come. It was very important that that's all identified. Then Abraham believed all that, didn't he? He trusted in God. God also calls you to believe. He does. He calls you to believe in a promised land. A land in which you can't see. A land that's not here. The promised land. The new heaven and the new earth that's coming. Because this is filled with sin. You're filled with sin. So your body has to be changed. This earth. The body of of. The world, of the universe, the bodies of, of, of stars and moons, they, they all, the bodies of the planets, they all have to be changed. They're all cursed by sin. New heaven, new earth. And God calls you to believe. Believe in Him that all of you, every body has to be changed, every physical body, every planet has to be changed and will be changed at God's command. And then when it's all changed, and sin is cast out of it, and the curse is cast out of it, then we will go to the promised land. And how do you get to that promised land? Well, Jesus is the guide. Jesus shows us the way. And that's what he said about himself. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody gets to this promised land. Nobody gets to the Heavenly Father except by me. And we believe. We believe the promises. That through Jesus, through faith in Jesus, through faith in His saving blood, His forgiving blood, that one day you are going to make the journey to the promised land. And that's more real to you than what we do and how we live right now. But that journey is going to be a problem. It is. You know why? Because unless Jesus Christ returns, your body's going to die. And your body is going to be in a grave. And how are you going to get out? That journey to that promised land is going to be a problem. Because your body's going to have to rise from the grave, isn't it? Your dead body is going to have to come back to life again. And just like the heavens are going to get a new earthly body, God's going to have to recreate your body. Bring it up from the dust. Now, can you prove any of that? Can you prove any of that to me right now? Nope. We believe it by faith. What are we, crazy? Believing God's promises? Well, the Holy Spirit's enabled you to believe. The Holy Spirit has enabled people around the world to believe. Millions of people to believe this promise. Why? Because when God makes a promise, He fulfills it. Read your Bible. Why do you think the Messiah came in the first place? Why do you think Jesus came into history? Because God promised it, and then he proved it. Human faith believes it, because God has proven to be faithful. And you can choose not to believe in all that. You can choose to ignore it all. at your own peril, but for those who believe, it's credited to them as righteousness. For those who believe, God gives a reward. We believe. The Holy Spirit enables us to believe now. Abraham made his journey to the promised land. He finally got there. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. And he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to to a city that's coming with foundations whose architect and chief builder is God. Abraham was looking not for the land of Canaan, not for Israel. He was looking for a permanent city, a permanent place, an enduring place, an eternal place, a kingdom of God. That's what he was looking for. How is he going to get to that destination? He going to get there because he's a he has faith he's a child of god he belongs to god god's going to get him there and that promised land was more real to him than the tent in which he lived i hope your faith is the same way Because that's the way it is with us. We are children of God, and God's promise hasn't changed. It didn't change for Abraham. It didn't change for us. God has transferred us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, and we live in the kingdom of God, the city. Now, it's true. We live in homes that we can see with our physical eyes. We live in Spencer, Iowa. We live in the United States of America. I can see that. I can feel that. This is where I live. All that seems very real, and it is. However, we believe that we're going to spend eternity in a place that we've never seen, that none of us have ever seen. And the strange thing, that promised land is more real than this land. That home is more real to us than our earthly home. It's eternal, it's incorruptible, it's indestructible, the city of God. Paul says it this way, consequently, you... You are no longer foreigners or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with God's people. You're members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and all the prophets, with Christ Jesus as our chief cornerstone. Faith sees what others cannot see. Faith believes what others cannot believe. Faith knows what others cannot know. Like I said, I've had people say, "I sure wish I could believe." Pastor Caldwell, when you know when I give a funeral sermon, they say, "I wish I could believe what you're saying is true. I want to believe it. I really want to believe it. I just can't." And then I have others who say, "Pastor Caldwell, what you said was beautiful, and I believe we are the body of Christ. He's the head of the church." We believe that. What do I see with my eyes? That's not what I see. I see a bunch of people out there, completely independent of me, completely strangers. Sometimes, right? What I don't see is Jesus living in you, and you don't see Jesus living in me. What do we see? Well, we see the sin. We see the disappointment. We see the. We see. The, the pain, we see the suffering, we see the sickness, we see the world falling apart around us. That's what we see with our eyes. No, sure, we might lose our job, we might lose our family, we might lose our home, we might lose our finances, but one thing always remains. The one thing that no one can take away from us. We may struggle, but we have faith. And with the eyes of faith, we wake up every morning and we go to bed every night knowing... I am going to the city of God. I live in the righteousness of Christ. I am God's child. I belong to the heavenly creator. And I'm on on my way to the promised land. That's what Abraham did. He journeyed to the promised land. And he followed the Lord. He considered him a stranger in this world. He considered himself to be an alien here, like he didn't belong here. His real home, Abraham knew his real home, heaven. And he's there today. Hebrews says, all these people died having faith. They didn't receive the things that God had promised them. But they saw these things coming in the distant future, and they rejoiced. They acknowledged that they were living as strangers with no permanent home here on earth. These people were heroes of faith. They were looking for a better country, a heavenly one. We do too. We are God's children, and he will call us home. We know that. One day, Jesus will keep his promise, and he will say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom that I have prepared for you from the foundation of the world, because Jesus is preparing a place for you, your eternal home right now. And Paul talks about it for our light and momentary Uh, troubles here on earth are achieving for us an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on the things that we can see, but we fix our eyes on the things that we can't see. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And there's that faith talk again, right? That, that, That believing in things that we cannot see talk. That that believing in the things that we cannot see are more real than the things that we can see kind of talk. We call it the Christian faith. Now don't you see we share a lot? We share something with Abraham. We have been called to put our hope in God. And of course, uh, we've been called to cling to God by faith. We've been called to cling to Jesus by faith. And... Jesus is our Savior. Listen, I know what our eyes see. I know what our eyes see. You see my sin, I see your sin. We see the brokenness all around us. And the evidence of our physical sin condemns us. But there's a God who takes away sin. So if the physical eye condemns each one of us, how do we know that we are then going to be holy? Why do we think we're holy? Well, we're holy because we've been declared holy through Jesus. We're holy because God says so. We're holy because Jesus came and paid the price. We're holy because he kept the promise. And we believe. Listen, I know what my eyes see. The Bible says, We have all become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. That's what we see. But through Jesus, we have the righteousness of Christ. Those things are real. Listen, we're about to receive the body and blood of Jesus. You're going to touch his body, uh, touch the bread, and drink the wine. That's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to touch. What's there? the body and blood of Jesus given and shed for you to make you his child, to belong to you. That's received by faith. You believe in the promise that's not there. And then we receive that forgiveness, life, and salvation, the blood shed for you. Yes. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, and faith is being certain of what we do not see. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.